0: Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. we're back marcella's here with me i just learned something new about her today but uh, i will not give that information out that is proprietary information hey if i get bribed
1: see that i even have my mic. proprietary oh, information mac
0: did you have to hit us loud ow anyways unless somebody bribes me for it then we'll talk possibly but there it is i can't hear you what'd you say
1: i said i'm gonna throw a punch you mac
0: <laughs> you gotta get closer to your mic I, you gotta get closer to my
1: i give people lessons on how, what you want me to get the mic i have the mic right here see
0: that's better see i can hear you better so well anyway. it's, yeah it's gonna get interesting um
1: how's the family? <laughs>
0: I was about to say something about that. you got something interesting coming up. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have a couple of things, yes. My wife's uh, birthday is uh, next week. She'll be 29 again. Happy
1: birthday, age She'll be
0: 29 again because um, she looks like she's 29. Actually, she looks like she's 18 some days, I think. Um, I don't know how she does it, but she does. Um, she's a witch. She is a witch. She She's a powerlifting witch. Um she got, yeah, she is, she is, she got her, um, 23 me back, uh, today. So she was telling me some Ooh, things about yes. that.
1: My God, I'm calling you guys. Like I know, that.
0: I know. Um, but you, you would have been, you would have been liking what, um, Alex did last night. Uh, Alex, my, yeah. Alex is my youngest uh, son. He's uh six. He'll be seven at the end of the month. Um, but he was playing with his slime and uh the kit that came with it had these little vials of all the various glitters and all the little things that you could add to the um, to the slime and it was already the slime that he had already had a bunch of different things added to it anyways at one point it was separated into different colors now it's just a gray blob but he just started pouring all of the glitter on top and then, out of everything, he just, after he got done with it, he started just pounding on it. So you just got poof, 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 all these powders of. And you didn't record this? I didn't get a chance because he did it too quickly. But I look at. You need at, to be quicker than I that. know. I know. I got to be quicker. I'm oh, no, sorry. Anyway.
1: Yeah, Papa Bear, what's wrong with that? You know, what is it with the slime? You know, Luna brought from home last week. And it has tiny little smiley faces in it, but like the ones, you know, have a nice day smiley faces. And I was staring at it, and I said, "What is that?" And she says, "It makes me happy." <laughs> and I said,
0: "It's a it's a texture thing." For some of them, like for instance,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. With,
0: with Jackson, my oldest, he hates slime. He hates anything that gets messy. But with Alex, it's the opposite. He loves everything. He loves mud. He loves slime. He loves it's. Yeah. A, he loves all the textures.
1: Yeah. So. It must be like the age range or something, because Luna likes all that shit no.
0: too. And uh, even at even yeah. at six, he would never touch it. I remember when he was when Jackson was born. We were living in uh, Hawaii at the time. I was stationed there when I was in the army, and we would put him on the sand, even if it wasn't hot. He would just go crazy. He would just cry like crazy. We'd pick him up. He'd be fine once we got everything off. Now he doesn't have much of an issue with it. But he still doesn't like it. Alex on the other end, totally different, completely different. That's why when you look at my kids Alex would
1: come home with, his, uh, yeah, with cement in his hair, if you could, oh, right? Oh,
0: God. Yes.
1: Oh, look, look, they just paved the sidewalk. Let me go. Oh, him.
0: he would, he <laughs> would in a heartbeat. It's, it's horrible, it's but that's exactly what he would do. Um, but anyways, I wanted to yeah. really get, tell you that because as you know, his auntie, Uh, I knew it would put a smile on your face. Um, But also it it does allow us to really give you a little bit more insight into our personal lives a little bit more. Um, I love talking about my kids. They drive me nuts, but I still love talking about my kids. Um, We've got a great guest on today. Like most of our guests, you know, most of our guests are pretty good. You know, most
1: of our guests, our guests are fantastic. Um, It's just that some of them are personal friends. And, uh, we are so fortunate today to have a personal friend. Uh, I can't, I can't like, I'm like hugging (laughs) them.
0: Show them the book, show them the book for those of the, see it on the video. There you go. Right there. I, I like the Monarch
1: Rising by Harper Glenn. Harper Glenn is a friend of mine. And I remember the first time I met Harper and they were telling me that they were writing this book and, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. You have to let me know. And, and Harper can tell you, I probably um, harassed them quite a bit. Like, what, what is your book? Because <laughs> I was excited for them. You know me, I like to cheer my friends on. So, uh, yeah. So Harper, Harper's here. And by the way, you're going to see me doing this a lot. And I know you guys see me doing this all the time. I have cats and they're, they're I, I have cat hair all over my face all uh. the time. So uh, she just came and nuzzled me, and I had her, and you saw me petting her. Well, now I have cat hair all over my face. So, anyway, let's get back to this. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to introduce you guys to my friend and, and author, newly published author, Harper
2: Glenn.
0: <laughs> Hi.
2: How's it going? Hey, how's everybody?
0: thanks for being on here
2: good good well, thank Very you
1: good. thanks for asking oh, thanks so much for being here yeah i really appreciate this i like i like having my friends on and now i, I can't be even though
0: you know friends. everybody in the so, world so
1: <laughs> you guys just friends to me if you want to be on the show um <laughs> there's the
0: bribe there's the bribe right there
1: <laughs> pretty, soon,
0: pretty soon
1: my phone's gonna be going off hey michelle i haven't talked
0: to you in 15 <laughs> years <laughs> who <laughs> are you <laughs> Oh,
1: we're like twenty, yeah. We're like twenty. <laughs> I, it, yeah, we gotta talk about, I actually have two friends who who publish books, and I, we'll see. Anyway, um, but now today, the most important person, the VIP, is Harper. Harper, I'm so excited to have you here. You can tell everybody how much I would like hey, Harper. Did you publish it? Did you publish it? I'm pretty sure I did that to you for almost two years. Almost two years, yeah. Harper, when you been coming out, and you said Scholastic. I, right? yeah, I try to remember so. That way, and I would tell you, I do this all the time. <laughs> Harper, oh, do you guys know Harper? Harper's going to be a published author one day real soon. <laughs> I love my friends. I love, I love that. But, oh, um, yeah. um, really um, we're so honored. so good did. to have you here. So what we usually do is we ask you guys, when you first get here, to tell us something about yourself. Um, introduce yourself, tell people about you, okay. tell them the name of your book, etc. Um, and we have kind of a challenge. Yeah, I think Max. Insane Brain came okay. up with this one. Um, so I'm going to ask you two things. When you, <laughs> when you introduce yourself, uh, if you're so inclined, tell us something. Okay. Tell us the most private thing that you would be willing to admit on okay. the air. Now, now listen oh to what I said. God. The most private thing you'd be willing <laughs> to admit
0: to okay. the public.
1: And then after that, you How need I to describe your book in six words or less.
2: There you go. Okay. Um wow. So, <laughs> okay <lot>. <laughs> like that's a VR. lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's even more complex. But um I am Harper Glenn, um an American writer of fiction, um born and raised in Georgia. I am passionate about books that um involve the psychological, sociological and economic disparities with um Poverty-stricken regions of the world. Um, I love books, old books. Um, I love the operas, musicals, old cemeteries, and yeah. Um, Georgia-born and bred. Georgia-born and bred, but I live in Washington now. So that's that it.
0: pretty much says everything about Georgia, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: Cemeteries, especially. Yeah, but opera. See, I didn't even know about that. You know that I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm an opera singer. So. Are you? Yeah. So we have to talk oh, offline. You got to come back and talk
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that.
1: So, is there anything that people don't know about you that you would love to admit here? Like, you're telling us a secret.
2: <laughs> uh, there, are, there are so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are pick so many. <laughs> okay, so I will say the one that I pick is that. There are many things. That you wow, wow! <laughs> so that's what...
0: <laughs> they did answer yeah, the question. They Any did TV answer the question. Of so I, I I'll give you that. Yes, we'll give you that. Yes, yes. We'll give you. We'll let you slide on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, no bo- Nobody else after this. Uh-huh. You have to give us at least something after this. No more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna go with that for today. Uh, okay. So now <laughs> this is the bigger challenge. Just describe your word in, in your book in six words or less.
2: Okay. Um, black girl, boy, interracial, class. That war.
0: that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That hits literally everything. I like that. I like that.
1: That's a good one.
0: <laughs> so speaking yeah. of which, Monarch Rising published by Scholastic.com. You can go to get your copy of Monarch Rising at shop.scholastic.com, which is a great place to go get great books, especially for young adults. Um, Mm -hmm. Harper told us earlier that this is more leaning towards high school ages. Uh, So anything, would you say, freshman, ninth grade and up,
2: yeah, I would say ninth grade and up, but also I'm I'm an adult and I, I read middle, I'm young adult all the time. And so, yeah, it's definitely high school and up with adult. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely read it. Yeah.
0: So here is a few reasons why, because there's a lot of different things in there. And I want to ask you specifically for um, the first part and explain mm-hmm. what a jig is, not the dance, but what you specifically <laughs> because <laughs> there's no jigging in this. No.
2: No. Um so yeah, I remember when I was um writing uh this book and I was talking to um my literary agent at the time. Um and she said, you know, well, um find another word to describe what these these people are. Um this particular um group of people are and basically a jig is a crackhead uh so a crackhead someone who's addicted to drugs um any kind of drugs but mostly um cocaine uh you know crack
1: so wait you made that up
2: i did i just said okay your
1: dictionary now
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's like i said okay well how can i what i did is i said okay can how what how does a crackhead when i because i grew up around crackheads and um, how do they move? You know, um, and some of my closest relatives were addicted to drugs, and so they're addicts. And so I said, well, how do? How can I describe that? Okay, well, they move a lot. They're nervous. They are. They're. They're. They straggle around. They, they, they lace walls in certain areas. You know, they're like the fabric of of alleys sometimes. And I said, okay, well, let me jig. So let me. So yeah, I made that up for um, crackhead. So I didn't have to say crackhead the whole time. I understand that sometimes it's a sensitive work for people. Um, but um it is what it is, you know. That's true.
0: Um, yeah. There there's a lot of uh times where, you know, getting jiggy with <clears throat> it is kind of hard to stop. <laughs> um It's it's kinda hard, you know. No yeah, uh, yeah. that was a really that joke. You, yeah. you knew it was gonna happen. You had to know it was gonna I, happen.
2: Yeah. I've had someone else say that too. So they said, oh, that's so Harper. Like, yeah, yeah, they said, are you Jay's getting jiggy with it? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, um, so. well, here, I will say something personally too is that um, mm-hmm. I do know a little bit about that life. Not very much mm-hmm. because I was very young, um, but yeah. I was actually born with crack in my system. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the 80s when I was born, um specifically 1980 uh my birth mother prior to her putting me up for adoption was addicted to crack um mm. and it did hit a lot closer to home for me mm. because i still even though i don't know as much about her anymore um mm. i i have met her she's she is clean but she's also in the hospital now because she's kind of crazy uh but yeah. mainly because the prior to besides just genetics it was also the drugs that hit her as well yeah um but there was a reason why i wanted to definitely ask about that term that term by the way it's going to be in the urban dictionary now um <laughs> that well it is true yeah. um yeah. the main reason why is because there's a lot of underlying, underlying uh messages that hit very much close to social economic as well as just um the interracial love interest as well in this book mm-hmm. because it is such a it still hits today and I, to me honestly i think and as sad as it may sound it's going to be like that for generations for quite a mm-hmm. while i think um this little world that you've created all around georgia because it has the Georgian feel through yeah. the entire thing. You even created a constitution for the new United States of America. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and and we get out. a little, we get a little piece of that. How was mm-hmm. it to, how much of that constitution did you actually go through? How much of it did you actually create just for the behind the scenes for yourself? Gotcha.
2: So first, I, I want to say uh, about about your mother, your birth
0: mother, and and
2: uh, really um, hold space for 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 that information you shared because that is um, I I know that that um, I don't know to the extent of how you feel, but I understand what that's like to move through something like that. My stepfather um, and other family members, but more more so, my stepfather he battled drug addictions. Um, um, with crack and um other addictions too. And so having to watch someone move through that, live in a house where someone's moving through that, it is uh definitely um an issue that I am um I'm very passionate about and and, and showing people, even with addictions, uh, mental illnesses as people that they that that even though they struggle with addictions, it doesn't mean they struggle with their humanity all the time, you know, and so um it is very uh uh Bad, but also um powerful um to see someone move through that and, and to to um and I have utmost compassion for people who are struggling with addictions. And so I wanted to that was my childhood. I saw it um and I wanted to make sure that I showed it in a real way. Um, but also gave the gave people um a chance to see that uh that people aren't their addictions. They aren't their mental illness. It's just something they're moving through. So but um what was your question again (laughs) so i kind of you're fine you're fine yeah what was it
0: like how much of that that new new united states of america constitution did you actually create for yourself and Mm -hmm. how what was it like to actually create your own version of it
2: oh i rewrote the whole constitution uh i I read it i did the preamble. i read I rewrote the whole thing. I rewrote all the amendments so I could uh, have the 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 information for the world. Even though I wouldn't show all of it, I had to write it all over. I had to redo it over. I even one time, and this is separate from this. I even rewrote the whole first test, the New Testament, at one point a long time ago. I went and rewrote it all. It it was like a par. Yeah, but I enjoy. Uh, doing that, so I had to write the whole constitution over in order before I even started this uh, this book, and it was fun. I was smiling the whole time, you know. And uh, so yeah, I rewrote
0: it all. Yeah. That see, that's what a great author does is that when they're doing this architectural structures of their world building, it is that mm-hmm. sense that we love to create these little things. Like for me, when I'm working on my book, when I actually do anymore um mine is based off of the faust contract so Mm. the idea was okay what is it now what does it look like because if you look through the in faust itself in the operas anything about it there's no actual contract they -hmm. don't it doesn't show you it so i had to create something that would be somewhat Mm -hmm. consider the modern times and what would revamped at that time would be right so i enjoyed it i actually thought it was like it, i i felt really disturbed later on because mm-hmm. i had to go to the darker side of myself which <laughs> besides yeah. my skin tone it's kind of a thing that i somewhat enjoy um yeah. it, it, it's it's my therapy it's my therapy ladies right and gentlemen. so
2: and honestly like there's something very powerful when you even get to go to that dark space I, so any anytime anyone asks me about creating worlds or, or writing i say you got to go to the places that scare you go, yeah go to yeah. that place and write from there um because i guarantee you the fears that you have that you haven't put down on paper someone else has them and you'll only see them if you if you kind of shine a light on yours.
0: That's so, yeah. true. That is very true. That's why my lives in hers. Yeah. <laughs> what? You... Anyways. What, live in my own world? Well, besides that, <laughs> it's a dark world, but yes, you live in your own world. Um, she's, she's already got the eyes on me. It's always fun. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I love pushing the buttons. I do. I love pushing the buttons. Yeah. So, Here's the other thing. Besides the constitution that you created, let's talk about ashes and what it's supposed to be representing and that whole revolt, because to me, that hits really close to our own reality very easily on so many levels. Not, Not even talking about, you know, Hooverville back in the Great Depression, and if you guys don't know what that is, go look it up. It was insane how widespread it was. Um, but just the descriptions of how you represented that revolt and the way that the rich were uh, really treated during that time. So... What was the inspiration behind Ashes and New Georgia?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and one that drove um me wanting to create the world. So I grew up in the projects in East Georgia. So I was, we were poor um, and not poor in the way that it was, you know, uh, so, you know, back in the day before EBT was cool to have the little debit card that you can go to food stamps. No, we didn't have that. We had like monopoly money. So you went to the store, you had booklets of colorful money, like purple, pink, blue, just to represent the dollar amount. Um, so everyone knew you were poor. Everyone knew you were on welfare, you know, food stamps. And so, um, um, so the ashes uh, represents, you know, the, 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 pro- the projects that I was raised in, um, the, the the beautiful people who were there. Um, but also we were poor, but we were happy. Right? Like you you there's a such thing as being um poor and also and also having love and poor and also being scared. There you know, there's all these elements of poor that aren't shown. You only see the parts of the poor that you see when people are sad and depressed all the time. And while that is a part of it, you also have kids that are laughing and, and uh, running and, and smiling. And and, uh, um, and so the ashes is that. Um, and uh, New Georgia um, is the, the, the dream that I wanted when I was little to not be in that situation. Um, but yeah, the ashes represents that. And so my, my goal in creating that, that world is that I was like, well, you have all these rich people in the world. And they can buy companies and they can buy all these extravagant things. Why wouldn't they just take their their money to help out a project, help out a kid? Um, they can save the whole world and they'd rather save companies um, <clears throat> so for me, it was like, okay, what would happen in uh if the poor revolted and what would happen in this world um that they took back the country and they put the rich people in the situation that they were in and what would happen to generations of those people who knowing that they their ancestors were rich but now they're they're being raised poor and what would they like what would that what would that look like for them so that is what i
0: wanted to do i think it's very interesting that you put it that way because when you look at this world you even changed the the phrase the lineup you you put yeah. it in a whole different perspective as well, um, yeah. because you have to be liked in this case to even mm-hmm. get the chance. And then you also put the spin on the whole aspect of what a gala is and how that affects these uh these young adults as well. Um, because just like a gala, you're being you're almost being. From an outsider's point of view, for all my, uh, for anybody in the cultures that actually use galas to come out and be treated as, respectfully as that coming of age time frame, to me yeah. it almost feels like the gala is now almost perverted in the way that it's—you have to show yourself to even be approved of, to be accepted into uh-huh. the world, and if you don't, then you just go back to the ashes. Right. And that's what, that's literally like a lot of the things that you're representing in this book is that you're hitting certain things and you're saying, what's the op- opposite way of that? What is the opposite side, the look of every everything, how these people yeah. represent it? And you're also hitting on another aspect of something that is still, sad to say, it's still taboo in, in a lot of cultures, and that is interracial. Relationships, yeah. And as someone who not only was raised by you know Caucasians my entire life, in fact, my I grew up with uh, hillbillies, um, not rednecks. Hillbillies like hillbillies. Um, <laughs> when you can actually wake up and see a boar's head and a bunch of deer on the wall when you go into the living room, that's how much of a hillbilly was. Let me put it another way: when your mother your hillbilly mom tells you that when your son is teething to give himself a mole foot, put it in mm. a leather bag, put it in the freezer, and that's your that's your chewy. Just give it that to him. That's mm. how much of a hillbilly I grew up with, and I love her to death still. <laughs> I would never do it, but I still love her to death. But yeah. it gives you an insight into the different cultures and the different styles and the different mm. ways that people really are representative and the the taboos that are still around what drove you to interact introduce that as well into this
2: you know mac you uh and you both of you are asking questions that no one's ever asked me in regards to the book <laughs> and you i'm really i am enjoying it no this is really cool um <clears throat> when it comes to the, the 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 reasons why i those the subtleties and, and 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 things about the gala and the lineup um for me it's not in the text but it is you know if you so i write more in a literary standpoint where i'm more so about character development um developing the characters, um, because for me character builds plot and, and characters are you know, development is what it's about for me. <clears throat> but I will say that um just that part of your question, um being black, um, or being a POC, uh BIPOC uh we can't just be good. We have to be great. We can't if if we get invited to somewhere, then it's like yeah, okay. Your accomplishments got you here, but do I like you? Enough to keep you here? Like, there's always these bridges, these this ladder you have to climb. Just being who you are is not enough, and so it was really important to me to bring that aspect into um, the lineup and into uh, the gala and how your past and who you are, just your skin color. It, you know, you 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 walk into a situation already knowing that. Is not enough because that's what you've been showed not just taught but how society treats you and so that was really important but it was also really important to make it uh, about all the races too because if you're white and you grew up in a a a system that is broken your opportunities aren't there you also are looked at a certain way if you're you're raised in like the trailers or um, your family comes from a certain background so that's a common thread that we all share, even though as a BIPOC human is much more difficult um, and the the challenges are, are much more difficult. That's something poverty is something that um, and being looked at because of what you don't have is something that universally all races can touch and, and share on that. So I wanted to make sure that that was um, a part of the world because that is where we live in. I will say that. When I started writing this book, it was 2017, right? So you gotta think there was no pandemic, right? There was none of this stuff happening. Um, and there was all this stuff happening because you have neighborhood neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods affected by sickness um, that no one pays attention to unless it's on a global scale like COVID. You have kids who are being murdered and not treated well, and, and it's gone unseen, unchallenged. Um, and as we've seen in the what the past has taught us and now, the very current future, that even it being on video isn't enough, you still need to prove that your life was something. And so it was the whole proving, the whole it being not enough, the whole being liked, all of these things are, are, are things that I really wanted to bring to the, the forefront. And so that is why I chose to do that. Interracial dating is something that is this this taboo thing, too. Still, you would think, you know, since the loving case back in the day, you know, like it's still to this day um, an issue. And I, I personally, um, I do I date anyone. I don't I don't care race, you know, white, black, Asian, I, you know, I don't discriminate. Um, but I also in writing this book, I know at the time I was kind of maybe a year or two outside of my marriage, where um now I'm now divorced, uh, and she is uh Caucasian. And so uh and German, you know, and so I had to be where i was. A, a lot of this book is about just trying to discover who you are and and your experiences and i feel that love is love. Um i feel that black love is 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 universal. Um i feel like all love is universal, you know, and i wanted to show that so that um no one gets caught up in one love being right versus another. And
0: um so yeah. So Just for my perspective, as someone who has also been in that same predicament in terms of being married to a Caucasian, um, Mm -hmm. by the way, they're very crazy. Um, They're more demented than anything. They like to watch a lot of true crime and take notes.
1: I hear nobody saying anything about Latinas and
0: good. You are a whole different. (laughs) You're a whole different crazy. You could cough mm. in the wrong time and get like, stabbed.
2: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on that whole Caucasians are crazy because let me tell you, Black people are crazy too. My sister, true. True. right? My sister and my mom, they will watch investigative TV all day. Yep. Like I go to their house and they're watching these true crime. They're watching the uh the what is the snaps episode and they it's on there all day. To this day I am terrified of Unsolved Mysteries music because I grew up with that. You too. <laughs> you too I can't, I can't drive on a dark road without saying. I'm like what the
0: fuck? Oh I I have to check my car every time I get in just in case. Because after almost twenty years of being married to her, I think right now it's it's not even love anymore. It's just until yeah. the 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 life insurance kicks in, and yeah. then I hope Angela listens oh, to this. She, I'm going to send her. The, I, I oh, have yeah. our, <laughs> we have already had these discussions so much. This this is the this is our way of saying you know that old she's my old lady, he's my old man. Instead of that, we just start talking about this crap. It's, it's just the way it is. But. <laughs> I the there is an actual reason why, I promise you, there is a reason why I brought all this up. Is because yeah. when you look at Cove and his life, I'm sorry, this woman is crazy. His <laughs> stepmother is nuts. It yeah. it's to the point where this woman was hurt so much that she has to physically hurt them and just mentally drive stuff into their brain. This is how much this is this is another reason why I was talking about, I'm glad you brought up the character development, how it drives the the narrative, how it creates the narrative. Because I'm telling you right now, I can't wait till this woman gets knocked off. Straight up. I cannot wait to continue reading the book to the point where she is just shot, stabbed, everything possible to this woman. Put her in a cage. I don't care. This is a villain. This is straight up women. Who, did, who hurt you so much that you put them in this book? <laughs>
1: See, you're going into my question now. I wanted to know if any of the characters are based on people you know, Harper.
0: Okay. Um, are you in a safe the, place that you could say this yeah. to?
2: Oh, yeah. If, okay. you to the, if, you, if you go to the very, if you, you know, both of you, you have the digital version and uh, Marcella has the, the hard copy right now. You will have a hard copy soon, uh, Mac. But if you go to the, copyright page it says that this book is a work of fiction names characters places and incidents are either the product of the author's imagination or are fictitiously and any resemblance of actual persons living or dead business establishments events or a locales is entirely coincidental
0: okay so now that that you got the legal stuff out of the way (laughs) tell us the truth tell us the truth (laughs) that is
2: the truth but i will i will tell you in a very just from a from a writer's standpoint that um that we are uh we we create these worlds based on our experiences right Mm -hmm. and just to kind of just keep it real like i was i was i was abused as a kid um and i and i don't think i realized to the degree even while writing this book, um, what that 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 that's what it was. Um, now I knew some things that I put in there were very, uh, you know, okay, yeah, these these things happened, and so you 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 write them, but you fictionalize them and you change uh, uh, some events and you exaggerate things. But yeah, the, the the truth of the matter is is that I was uh, abused uh, as as a kid. Um, and, you know, it and beat. Yeah. And the first time I saw a flogger, you know, bef- before <laughs> my adult uh life, uh where it was consensual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it was through uh just keeping it real, it was my grandmother. Um and this is something that I've never talked about um publicly. Um it's something that I just recently came to surface. Um, that I had a conversation, you know, with, with my mother about, um, that, yeah, I got, I got beat with a with flogger, a leather flogger with lots of, uh, uh, as a, as a kid when, when I didn't do anything to deserve it. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like middle school. I mean, like, uh, four, five, six, seven years old when, and, and my mom had no idea this was happening. And so, <clears throat> Yeah, and I didn't realize this until after the book was written. And if you go to the dedication of my book, you see who it's was dedicated to.
0: Yeah, right? I saw that. So I
2: didn't I didn't even when I was dedicating it, I it hadn't even hit me what happened is I was I was home on a visit um this past last year when I was on my way to do a book signing at the Book Tavern in Augusta, Georgia. Please go there. They're amazing. Um mm-hmm. uh, And after I was coming back, I went to my cousin's job um, um, and she said to me and I was gearing to leave and she said, I'm so sorry for how um, grandmother treated you when you were little. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Grandma treated me fine. And she was like, no, she abused you. And, And I was like, no, I don't know that. And she was like, I said, no, she was great. She was like, no, no, no. I saw how she treated you, and then I, for a moment I got silent, and then it was like flashbacks, flash, flash, yeah. flash. Oh shit! Yep, yep, yep. This happened. Yeah. And then I <laughs> got home, and I told my mom, and my mom, my mom started crying. I started crying. My mom didn't know. And and every time I think about when it happened, my mom was either away at work, mm-hmm. um, and so and then I went back to the dedication, and I thought it's 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 a two. Is twofold now. So I'm actually Mm -hmm. glad. um, It's like that, that was there because for me, I forgive her Mm -hmm. uh, because that happened when I was a kid and as a young adult. She was so sweet to me, so nice to me. Um, And without her saying sorry for what she did, she said sorry.
0: Yeah.
2: And so how she gave me love and how, you know, I could always talk to her and how, so, yeah. So again, like, that's where the abuse came from in the book because I had experienced it, but also knowing in, uh, my, my, my life with my stepfather, he was, he was, you know, um, verbally abusive sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So that's where all the dark stuff came from. So Eleanor is a combination of all of the things that I experienced as a kid. Um, but also all of the things that people that I don't know in the world the possibility of what they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, the combination of relationships and how sometimes people are manipulative and get into you to do things they want to do. Um, and also, there's compassion for Eleanor, too, which is the villain that we're all talking about here in the book. Mm-hmm. And that even uh, villains have stories of people who caused harm to them, which caused them to be the way that they are. And, and I'm glad um, you said and, that,
0: too, because it, it is, you really put that out there. Um, yeah. in the sense that uh we do see a glimpse of why she's the way she is because she even yeah. she even explains it to uh Cove himself uh, many times mm-hmm. the reason why she's doing it because she hasn't repeated it every day that they meet yeah and yeah. and i'm gonna I'm, I'm definitely going to say something else around this too and i'm very i'm gonna look directly into the the camera when i 'm talking about this because I want whoever watches this to absolutely see this and to hear this mm-hmm. and know that this comes from a place of truth, as well as a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. I was, I was abused the same way. I was abused uh, when I was younger. My dad didn't know anything about it. And it was my stepmother, his second wife. And mm-hmm. she did everything from seri- uh, cigarette burns under my arm. So my dad didn't see it to mm-hmm. Uh, beating. She even threw me in uh, a pool when I was a not even a year and a half yet to teach me how to swim. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my hillbilly mom was there and she told her, and I quote this, you touch him again and I will kill you and put you out in the woods where no one else will ever find you. And when a hillbilly mm-hmm. says that, you, you you listen really quick because they do know how to hide bodies. But <laughs> what I'm saying is If you are ever in the situation, it does not matter how old old you are, what the situation is, find help. Go Mm -hmm. tell somebody that you trust, that you know will do something about it. Mm -hmm. Do not hold this in at all. Because I was in the same situation that you were in. It happened to me Mm -hmm. very young. I don't remember anything from the age five down. I don't remember anything before five years old. I didn't learn about the abuse until I was 18 when my hillbilly mom told me about this. Mm. She explained everything. And it I still have the scar. I still have the scar right here from that cigarette burn. It's an indentation now. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I'm glad, I I, thank you for allowing us to know that about you too, because that when someone is willing to give that up, and explain that that's so that shows so much courage that you have no idea how many people are going to be touched even more knowing about the background behind this so yeah i want to ask one more thing real quick yeah yeah and then we're going to allow uh marcella to do her thing and that okay. is can you explain to me because there's a lot of death involved into the ashes as well. And to yeah. them, it's just everyday life. And you, you touched on it a little bit earlier today when you were talking about how murders, there's no there's really no justification on right. anything. Some, a murder could happen in, in the ashes and the, pe- the police from New Georgia could care less. Mm-hmm. Can you explain also some of the other environmental things that are happening too with the radium as well as you know, what is that supposed to represent, if anything?
2: You said the radio?
0: Yeah, the radian.
2: The radian, okay. Um, radius. Yeah, radius. So, <laughs> like, what is, what is the radio? Um, so, yeah, uh, th- for me, um, the radius represents all the lives that are taken in these... Um, uh, these these forgotten places where where people live um, that you they they don't show on the brochures when you're visiting cities mm-hmm. uh, the places on the other side of the tracks air quotes that are are not the good places you have deaths you have sickness you have um, elderly people who can't afford medication and so they die who who can't afford cancer treatments who who are moving through all these things, and so radius, although it's, it's detailed in in, in uh, the book as uh, you know lesions and all of these things, um, it is it represents all the lives that are taken in these 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 are forgotten areas with poor people where they're not they don't they don't have access to healthcare, and so lives are just taken away um, yeah. sometimes overnight, um, and so that is that was. That was the importance of that. Is is in the book, it's radius. In real life, it is how people who don't have a lot mm-hmm. die from 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 that, having access to healthcare.
0: Yeah, because w- when I was reading, it, it almost felt like it was a, like a fog. It was literally like a fog of war in this sense yeah. yeah. that um, every day you looked up and that's all you saw and. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because now it makes so much more sense to me because exactly. to me, it almost felt like, um, like a plague per se mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a, an actual physical uh representation of like a, a mist going through the area. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think it does like what you said, the radius, it definitely represents a lot of that. So yeah, I hate to to leave it at that point with this, but I want people to understand all these underlying environmental things, the world building, the governments, the people. So you understand Mm -hmm. where they're coming from um, in this. And when you are touched by all of these great characters, good, bad, in between, you're going to understand how much more of a luck you have, mm-hmm. per se, in your own life. At least you have a better chance mm-hmm. at it. Even if you're in the projects, even if you're homeless, you get a better chance mm-hmm. at getting out. There are plenty of organizations yeah. out there to go get help. There are plenty of um, grants and uh, businesses that are willing to help you out there. You just have to be willing to find it and in this case in the in the book there's nothing like that because that's what it would be mm-hmm. like if those people were not around so i'm going to let marcella now to bring her looks into this because that's the only reason why people come to these videos is to see her um <laughs> but she also has a, a a mind of her own um it's very yeah. demented but it's a mind of her own as well thanks it's a, it's a beautiful mind. It's yes, she does see mind. a lot of people. She she sees a lot of dead people, and <laughs> you know, what? no, this was not,
2: not a reference on the film. Okay, but uh, the, uh, the the human that isn't that that the real life she portrays. But I will say that really quickly, she's a beautiful human that I've I've had the pleasure to get to know, and and in the rooms that she hosts, and the energy that she. Uh, she maintains in those rooms, but I will say in regards to the book, um, on what you were saying, besides that um, there are a lot of people in uh, this world who, who who do want to do more, but okay. they just can't. Um, but yes, in this world, there aren't there are no opportunities in itself for this one chance to do these things. And but at the heart of the story is just about a, a girl who was raised to crave love in um, extraordinary circumstances, and a boy who was raised to fear love. Um, in this world that's separated by class and, and that is and then they meet each other and then what happens. So that is the heart of, of it is it's a, it's a love slash anti love story. And
0: yeah. how much did you pay him to say all that, Marcella? <laughs> About- <laughs> that was oh, okay. free. So there's that no was- check coming your way then. Genuine. Okay. No, right. no. No no I'll, I'll I, I I I appreciate that's okay. I, I can't
1: pay yeah. Harper I hesitate the other with-
0: <laughs> they, they wouldn't probably yeah, take uh, it anyways.
1: Harper, gotcha.
2: Gotcha. Mm, thank you.
1: Thank you yeah. for saying
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I won't be harassing <laughs> you anymore, but oh, I, I, might, I call but bull on that. Questions. Yeah, no, I have a few questions before okay. we go. First of all, um, so I haven't read it yet, but I'm so excited. Like I said, you know what, this is my friend, I'm gonna read it. Mm-hmm. Um I can't wait. Like I'm
2: like
1: hugging <laughs> it. when I got it, I called on my friend. <laughs> yes, have got the mail. <laughs>
2: hey, I'm sorry. And
1: happy. then I said, "Oh, shit! I forgot to thank Harper." <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, I, I got, I had the tracker, so I know you got it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, max soon. So, yeah.
1: I can't. I cannot wait to to like really dive into it. Um,
2: yeah.
1: what's next? Is there a sequel? Uh,
2: yeah, that I can't talk about. Um, giving. That's right. you said enough? <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about that yet. Uh. All right, all. Um, are we
1: seeing you back on our show?
2: Yeah, sure. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to come back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um So, second question. Mm-hmm. Um See, cuz I have I have so many, but I want to I want to We usually keep this part very brief. Okay. What's next for you in general?
2: Uh um Well, in all the ways, career, life, all of that, more breathing, yeah, more being present Uh, as far as, like, creating things. Breathing's um, good, by the
0: way. Breathing's really good. Breathing is good, you know? you alive.
2: I would like to also, yeah, I would like, to, yeah, I want to cultivate um all the, the good things and bring the good juju and uh <laughs> I also that want to okay. cultivate. <laughs> No, we're not. I don't want to cultivate any more of that. Uh, uh, but I want to hold compassion for people who do. Um, but I also um, want to say that, I, you know, just, just cultivating calm love in my life. Um, and also when it comes to creative, um, the creative things, I am writing a lot of things. Um, one of them happens to be uh, an adult book. Um, one of them is a. A PB picture book. Another one is some middle grade things. And I'm also currently finishing up a young adult uh, book that is also uh, a standalone um, in a different world, but it's also speculative fiction. So those are some of the things that I'm working on right now. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that
1: with us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So so I will be harassing you. So, Harper, (laughs) let (laughs) me.
0: <laughs> told you and this is what i told lies you from
1: social media I told, there.
0: I told you <laughs> nah, to lie. i don't mind i knew she was going to lie to you uh,
1: i i have to have to shout my friends out. i have to like push them because i want to see you guys do good um all right so my next my next question harper what is your writing kryptonite mm. <sighs>
2: <laughs> what i what makes me not write Broken hearts, right? Like you. <laughs> uh, and even then, I can't say that. You know, if I'm, I, you know, at the beginning stages of it, like if I have a broken heart, um, I, I can't write as much as I like to. But then, what I do do is I, I write how I'm feeling in that moment. If I'm crying, I write that pure emotion of crying. If I'm upset or sad, I write that pure emotion of sad. So when I do get to a scene and the, whatever I'm writing next, I just take that little note. Change the names in the, in there, and just poop Now I have a real written motion of how I'm feeling right now. And honestly, a lot of the, if you see any emotional kind of scenes in Monarch, it, those came from moments where I was just a mess. Like I was completely a mess, and I just kind of took it and I used the real emotion. So uh, I I'm not pretending to write something. It's actually something I'm going through. So
0: uh, yeah. I, we're going to have to talk about that later. <laughs> there's going to be some <laughs> offline talk, talk later on. Uh, For those, we're, oh, yeah, we're going to no, have to start just, like uh, a uh, Beyond the Pen dark. Yeah. After dark or something. Oh, that's tell- actually really cool. That's yeah. a cool
2: idea. I, I keep telling you. I will, I
0: will that. do that. All right. We'll, we'll record something that. a little bit later <laughs> so that we can get that. That's <laughs> okay, going to be yeah, all the exclusive. Uh, that's our exclusive podcast. Yeah, yeah, right?
1: yeah,
2: that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that.
1: Um, Okay, so last question, and then we're going to do the fun thing. Okay. So last question is, is there a famous quote or a person or just a saying that you subscribe to that helps you to keep going and doing what you're doing?
2: Yeah, there is, actually. These are some really, really amazing um, questions, I got to say. So there's a quote that... um, (laughs) So as a, I guess... uh, mock mb which is an accurate you know short for masculine of center uh mbi i i do I, I i there was this time where i i felt um where there was this shame that i that i happened to that i love that that if the person is right not everyone but if the person the feeling is right i do fall easily right and that was something that i was like really ashamed to say um and half the time, if I do fall for them, they don't know. But I know that I have, you know. <laughs> so when my heart breaks, um, and in, in life, and whether it's platonic friendship or not, there is this quote that I go to to help me feel better. And it's written by Naraya Waid. And the quote says, um, somebody can be madly in love with you and still not be ready. They can love you in a way you have never been loved and still not join you on the bridge. And whatever their reasons, you must leave, because you never, ever have to inspire anyone to meet you on the bridge. You never, ever have to convince someone to do the work to be ready. There is more extraordinary love, more love that you have never seen out here in this wild and wild universe. And there is the love that will be ready.
0: That is amazing. I'm glad we're ending on that. I want to thank Harper for being here. Marcella, for having brought Harper to my attention and to introduce me to this wonderful book called Monarch Rising that you can get at shop.scholastic.com or that you can get at harperwrites.com. So, Harper, again, thank you for being here. This is the point we do a little bit of a selfish promotion. So tell us... (laughs) Everything. And I we already you. know that you love everybody, but mostly Harper. Um, <laughs> I love you. I so love you please too. tell us where people can find you besides these places that I've already said, and if you have any events coming up, any anything you want to share with uh, our audience. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I'll the the next thing I have coming up is on February the the third at um at Lake Wolds Gardens in, in uh, Washington State. And so I'll be there signing books um, with a host of other people. It should be a cool event. Um, when more, more information about it um, arises, I will post it on my website uh, or on my social media. Um, but yeah, um, that's
0: the next place you can, can find me. And
2: uh,
0: yeah, that's,
2: that's about it. Awesome, thank you
0: Harper again for being on here. We appreciate you. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was amazing. So. All right, I don't have, have to ask me. you. You've already said it the entire time <laughs> that he was here, that they were there. Excuse me. So I will say. Mm.
1: What you see, think There about? you go.
0: I appreciate that part. I'm gonna. I'm so back, <laughs> Well, what did I think about them? Um, I love them. I love them. I. I appreciate what Harper has not only written, but expressed through this podcast now. Um, If you didn't know any of that, now you know. And you can understand what they're writing and why they wrote the way they did. And to me, it makes it even more. Now that I've, I've read part of this, I'm going to start back again from the beginning, knowing all of this again, and it's going to hit me on a different level now. I can tell that. So I want to thank them for being here personally, because I thought it was amazing. Um, and they put out so much of themselves in this that they're going to be hitting so many hearts. And if you all don't, Start following Harper on on their social medias. Go to their website. Go buy the books because they're amazing. And, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on them.
1: I'm so glad that you liked, I'm so glad that you liked Harper. That was, um, I, you know, I usually don't have expectations, but this is better than I could yeah. have hoped
0: for. And, and yeah. you know what? If you want to learn more about Harper, then... You're going to have to listen to our exclusive recording of more personal side of Harper than the uh, more less about the book because we already got that. out of Now we want to know everything about Harper. So we're going to we're going to stop here and just tell you, thank you for joining us, for listening to us. Please, again, share this with everybody, you know, especially those that this hits closer to home with. So, to give them, to encourage them to speak up and to get the help, the protection, uh, just the love that they need. So, we love you. I know I do. I don't know about Marcella, but uh, no, Marcella loves you. She does. She does it with a smile and a punch to the throat to me sometimes. But other than that, thank you for being here. Keep inspiring, keep sharing, and keep loving.